Hello there, Vlad here. Welcome to my studio and Cat Pick Fridays. Uh, I was about to name an episode number, but no, this is Cat Pick Fridays. Summer games, summer fun, something summery. Summery? Let's pretend that is a word. And once again, we are joined by Mr. Richard Morgan. Let's see what happens when I click this button. No! Hello! Eric is there oh. as well. <laughs> There's three of us. I need to move. I'm out of the shot right away, which people on uh, podcast platforms will enjoy like us. Hey, I'm not in the shot. Can you move? Can you move? Let's try out a different layout. This doesn't work. Let's go like this. Yes, makes more sense. And yeah, as you can see, we're also joined by Mr. Eirik. Hey, I think I might be able to pronounce your last name now. Let me try it. Stordrange. Closer. That is pretty good. Dankeschön. A lot better than the last time. A lot better. <laughs> Because that was pretty bad. Yeah, Rich went with storage right away, so... Stordrange. Good word. Right? Yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Lovely. Yes, I'm getting better in my Norwegian progress. Indeed. Yeah, these episodes uh, over the ne next few weeks are not as formal. <laughs> Our previous episodes were so formal. These are not. We're just going to do some fun things. Like today, we are doing the top five guitar lists, and one of us—I'm not going to say who—but Rich uh, kind of went with top seven guitars or something like that <laughs> right away. And it yeah, wasn't clear exactly how many you wanted when you said five. Yeah, that could be between five and eight for me. <laughs> so I think I did the middle ground by picking seven. Yes, well done. I guess. Mm. I don't <laughs> Let's get into it right away. Rich, do you want to start? Or Pete, Pete, do you have... Oh, by the way, I should mention, my brother Pete is producing these shows for us. He's helping to do switching and running all the photos and stuff because there's a lot of things going on. And, yep. Pete, do you have Rich's first guitar lined up or first, last? You said that you don't have them in, like, order, right? No, but just before we start, I just thought perhaps we could maybe sort of guess what the others might have in theirs. Maybe if there's mm. a guitar or two that might be not a surprise or something. Yep, I like that. If either of uh, you want to guess. For example, what might my number one be? My number one an, is... You don't have a number my, one. <laughs> my, my number one is the guitar that I refer to often on my own channel as my number one. So if you guys <laughs> have ever watched my channel, you'll know what it is. <laughs> it's the uh, blue telly yep. thing, right? I agree. Uh, I reckon, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's show my number one then. <laughs> Peter's trying to find it. Where's number one? Where's it, number it is. one? My, mine are all labeled with the numbers. So hopefully <laughs> it should appear. Out. Yes, there it, there is. it is. That's, a, that's yeah. a file photo, but you're both right. And I'm happy that you do watch my channel every video that is my yeah my number one guitar and i picked this because it's the one which i do refer to as the one i normally pick up first it's a 2014 fender special run mexican built telecaster it has a beautiful satin finish in ocean blue candy it has a rosewood board i've made a couple of changes to it and i actually have mine right here with me so i don't know if i can hold it up and you guys can see that on the body of mine I've put a more traditional three-saddle bridge on there, and I've put a splittable creamery bridge humbucker in there. Mm. But yeah, this is the guitar that I bought pretty much new in 2014. When you could get a Fender Mexican Strat or Tele for about 350 or 400 euros or pounds. So What? Back then, they were so affordable. They were about the price of what a Squire Classic Vibe is nowadays. And this guitar has been everywhere with me since then. When I bought it, I was in England, and this was the only guitar that I didn't want to trust shipping across to Germany with <laughs> me when I moved back. So I actually took the neck off this one and took it on the plane in my rucksack. And security didn't enjoy letting me on the plane because they had no idea what I was carrying. But I just absolutely didn't want to lose this guitar. It's yeah, it, it yeah. sounds great for everything that I play with it. It's super versatile. It just you know, I love blue-colored guitars, and this one is just the one for me. Everything about it is just kind of right. Awesome. So that's my number one. Choice. 
Nice one. Thank you. Arup, you want to go next? Yeah, I think I want to start on number five, actually. And like, do five, four, three, two, one. That was kind so, of the idea until the witch <laughs> blew it up right away from the start. Yeah. <laughs> it's so okay. if I remember correctly, Ooh. it's that one, yeah. So that's my TMG Ronnie Scott, uh, which is a Jazzmaster type of guitar or the shape at least. And it has, it is basically like my dream guitar because it's um, built after like my wishes. So it's uh, my favorite color, Fiesta Red. It has my favorite pickups, um, uh, Lawler Firebird style uh, pickups. They are basically mini humbuckers. I really like those. A matching headstock and a Bigsby. So, Nice. This is pretty much my dream guitar, and I have it. It sounds amazing, plays really good. It has a really like chunky neck, a healthy amount of like relic, not too much, but quite a bit. And yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Was nice. it custom built for you? Did you order it to those exact specs? Yeah, so I, th I think that's basically what TMG always does. They build after like custom orders. And Very or cool. actually, I think I got it with P90s. I'm not a huge fan of P90s, so I swapped out those for uh, the Firebird style pickups, and I like it a lot mm. better after I did that actually. What's the difference between the two? Because I really don't know, actually. Like P90s and Firebird pickups. Uh, you know what? I'm not completely sure what the difference between a regular mini humbucker and a Firebird style pickup even is. But um, a mini humbucker is more like closer to a single coil than a humbucker, I believe. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what a P90 really is, to be honest. Do you know, Rich? Yeah, a P90 is a single coil pickup. You know, yeah. it's obviously created slightly differently to a, a Fender style traditional yeah. single coil. And a mini humbucker is a humbucker, you know, in that it has two coils that cancel the hum out, but it does have a lot more kind of like top end chime, more like a, a single coil. It's It's kind of like a middle ground. Between the yeah. two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah I I found I find um, like mini humbuckers and Firebird style pickups to be like the most like versatile pickups ever. Um, I I do like P90s sometimes, but they are a bit like too punchy for me. I like to have my pickups have like a slight compression in them, and. I find that humbuckers and especially uh, mini humbuckers do that really well. Yeah. So yeah, that's my number five. Looks awesome. Right. My number five is Pete Q. The photo is like, this might sound a bit egoistic, but it's my VHC custom, a kind of 335 Les Paul hybrid I've built myself. And yeah. It's it's not the best guitar in the world. There's a bunch of like mistakes on it, but it's mine. I built it myself. It's my baby, and I'm not afraid to modify it. For example, and like it took a while to get it right because like I think I messed up the neck angle also slightly, and also like the fretboard when I was gluing it, it moved just a little bit. We had to like compensate for a bunch of things. But after a few trips to Aluthia and like few like fret levelings and stuff like that, it plays great. Uh, sounds great as well. And you've seen it on my channel a lot over the years. Like it's just a great guitar and I think it looks pretty nice. I kind of like the logo I made on it as well. I didn't want to go like so I decided what to do because I can't use the Gibson logo and I didn't want to use it. So I created this VHC thing that you can't actually see on the photo. I just <laughs> I shared for this show. But yeah, there's a logo. It's 
this BHC, which I guess stands from for Vladimir Halin and Custom, which means something. But yeah. So did you actually guitar. like carve out everything and build everything on that guitar? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I, I was at one of those guitar building courses, so I had a great teacher to kind of guide me through. Yeah, um, this sure. was my second still... build. So, what helped is that it's a flat top; it's not a calf top, so that saves so much time. It's yeah, pretty much based on like Gibson Midtown Custom that I had as well at some point. So, yeah, uh, there's a mahogany body. Then I I carved out the sides. There's like a center block going on. And then there's a maple top on it, and it's painted black, white binding, and very traditional two volume to tones, three way pickup switch. And initially, I went with Gibson burst pockets on it uh, that the actual Gibson Midtown Custom comes with, but I didn't enjoy how they sounded, so I actually got myself a set of Sheptone Tribute pickups they specifically recommend for semi-hollow guitars. And they work right. The burst buckers, they're have... not great. No, honestly. I don't. Like, it, it kind of sucks that you buy like a 2,000, 2,500 euro Les Paul. And I think those pickups don't do those guitars justice. I don't know where they like, keep putting those on their guitars, but I don't like them. Nope. So yeah, that was my number five. Maybe slightly egoistic to put a guitar that I built myself, but we're breaking the rules here already, so I don't mind. No, I think that's pretty special. If I'd built a guitar myself, I'm pretty sure I would have that in my top five. Your top seven, you mean? <laughs> True. My top seven. That would be, exactly. Sorry. It would probably be top eight at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My top eight choices for my top five. All right, Rich, you take your second third turn. Or I, d I don't know how many turns you're about to take, but just go. Okay, uh, let's go with my second choice, Guitar 2. And this is, Ooh. you'll see from the color where I'm kind of going with this. This is, <laughs> well, it's pretty much a bog standard Gibson SG, but it's one in a special color that they did called Candy Apple Blue back in the early 90s. And it would just fit absolutely perfectly with my number one choice, you know, my number one telly. And I don't just want it because of the color. I'm a massive fan of SGs. My first real electric guitar was an Epiphone SG, a Bully SG, all black, back in the 90s, that would have been. And I've loved SGs ever since. One of my biggest influences when I was younger was the Stereophonics, for some reason, back when they were doing their, their first two indie rock records and Kelly Jones, the singer, played a Cherry Red SG. I'm also a massive ACDC fan, although I preferred Malcolm to Angus, but that's not the point. SGs have always kind of been there in my in my mind and in my head, and I just feel like if I could track one of these down in Candy Apple Blue, it would make a perfect double team with my telly in Ocean Blue Candy, so that's why I picked this SG. I don't think I've ever seen either of you two play an SG. Could I be wrong, Eirik, if I don't ever recall seeing you with one? Uh, I have a, like, a Maybach SG. Uh, the oh, one yeah. from, with, like, with a P90, right? Yeah, from the first yeah. 42 Gear Street. True, I, you do. I do. Okay, I stand corrected. Really like SGs, actually. And this one is really nice as well. Uh, does it have burst buckers? No, no it just has gibson 90s standard pickups so it's like this guitar is 30 years old so i think the chances of me ever finding one are like very very small but if anyone knows someone who has one of these and wants to get rid of it i'll i'll take it i'm gonna say the same thing about the other five guitars on my list by the way this could be a very expensive video <laughs> nice nice i actually cool. like I have to say I don't like SGs just because they don't sit in my lap or or and feel weird to play standing Pete, up. Pete, can you ban Vlad from this broadcast? <laughs> Technically, he can. <laughs> Disqualified. No way that's Trey's show. <laughs> yeah. 
Looks good. Cool. Eric, I think you're next. Yeah, I don't remember what's number four, so I need to see it first. Uh, I think it's a, a guitar that I don't have. Yeah, or it is one of my guitars. This is Ooh. my... I believe it's from 2002. It's a 62 reissue American Vintage uh, Jazzmaster. And nice. it is like, I think, the first proper guitar that I bought. And I remember it was a bit difficult to get it in Norway because this was... Uh, before everyone started to play offset guitars. <laughs> so I, I remember me and my dad, we actually drove to Sweden to find it. I think we went there once and he had to order it at the store. And then we went back a couple of months after that. And yeah, uh, one of my favorite guitars. And I am a huge fan of Jazzmasters offset guitars in general i don't use it that much uh, but um it's a guitar that i always come back to and yeah it's what a great was, one what was the specific reason that you wanted that model like what made you drive mm. to another country to get it was it a specific band or an artist or did you just want those exact specifications or something it was a band, actually. I was a huge fan of a Norwegian band called uh, Big Bang. And the guitar player uh, there and the singer, he played one of these. He played, I think, a original 61 or 62. Or actually, I think he played several vintage jazz masters. And he did before. It was cool, sort of. So that was the main reason. And... I think when I saw that, I sort of realized that I don't really like strats, or I didn't back then, at least. And Les Pauls, they were like too normal looking for me. I wanted to stand out, sort of. So when I saw the Jazz Master with that band, I was sold instantly. And I don't think you could get like any cheap ones at that point, actually, like any Mexican or um yeah versions of the jazz master so i had to go for the american vintage so yeah that's not my number four it looks great i don't actually remember which one was my <laughs> number four so <laughs> pete can you please bring it up ah <laughs> uh, is this one yeah okay number four is i guess all that i actually <laughs> know what this what did you guess I know it? this one. We talked about oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know the this one. The one that one. got yeah. away. Yeah. It's exa yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the one that got away. It's the Gibson Les Paul standard 2012 model, which I talked about in one of our Capric Fridays episodes. And it was like, yeah, it was one of the more modern ones. Uh, so it had like a compound radius on the fretboard and asymmetrical neck. And what other wizardry it had that it was... Oh yeah, it had like this was the first run where they had this kind of taco-shaped uh, like weight relief thing going on, which apparently like increased body resonance and stuff like that. And also, it had coil splits for both of the pickups, and also it had this kind of bypass switch, if you will. I think if you pulled out one of the tone controls, it would basically bypass all the other electronics and just go from the bridge humbucker. To the output right away and it was a very different sound than with with like tone pots in between and i love that guitar it sounded great it played great it felt a bit more modern to play it didn't have the robot tuners by the way that i think 2011 models had bummer gibson <laughs> got rid of those pretty quickly and yeah i unfortunately had to sell this one we were students at the time with my wife and just needed the money. I think I had to buy like a new laptop or something and being able to fund it. And when you're a student, you don't have that kind of money. So I had to sell it. I still miss it. It's like the only guitar I've sold that I like really, really miss. Just watching this picture hurts. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. It was great. 
and as I told in the Cat Pick Fridays episode, uh, Gibson likes to put like vanilla or something, like some scent into their case, guitar cases. And somebody who was doing that for my guitar like completely overdid it because not only like the guitar and the case smells like vanilla and candy all the time, like the whole freaking room smells like vanilla for like four months since I got the guitar. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody just went completely like, oh, we have all of this extra scent left. Let's put it all into one guitar. <laughs> and yeah. I think I said when we talked about it last time, but you should definitely try and track down that guitar again yeah. if you miss it so much. I bet there's not many of that specific model. And if it's still in Finland, I reckon you've got a chance to get it back. Plus, that would yeah, make a cool I... YouTube series. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dragging mm. my guitar. Make it a de detective show something like, I don't know. Yeah, I'll think about it. I I'd love to track it down one day. We'll see. Though I also need the money to buy it first, so... Good point. Yeah. Yes. Maybe one day. Okay. Rich goes number, well, third pick, something like that. Yeah. So now we're into the realms of guitars that I Ooh. have not owned but would like. And this is the one which I relate most closely to going to the NAM show. This is a, a Nutter guitar. Uh, Brian Nutter is the guy who makes them. He's an American session musician, guitar player. He's played on a bunch of huge Nashville records with huge American acts and stuff. And he builds guitars on the side and he builds amazing offset, weird looking things. And this is one which really turned my head when I saw it. And he's also made a bunch of super awesome sparkly ones. He makes them custom with different specifications, different pickups, different bridges, but they're absolutely beautiful instruments. They cost about $3,000. So this is something which I will never never own in my life i don't think but yeah this is just a good memory of going to a guitar show and seeing an amazing head turning instrument and i don't think anyone watching this show or listening will have ever heard of nutter guitars so nope check them out very very cool indeed did you play it uh, rich no no <laughs> i didn't even play it <laughs> but i've got a mission already to check them out again at nam next year when i go back it was in the downstairs room, you know, Hall E downstairs, and it's like they have yeah. these tiny little booths with two or three guitars, and you basically can't go up to them without getting noticed. I, and I really like this guitar, but it's definitely a downstairs Nam guitar. Absolutely, <laughs> but I like it one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it's just so different. And there, there are lots of guitar brands that make different guitars and offsets and stuff at the moment, but this is just one that. It was not like last year or the year before that I saw it. It was quite a few years ago, and it's stuck in my head. So it's the Nutter Guitars Astro Captain or Astro Commander. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, cool. I like it. Arik, you go next. Yeah. Number three, I think that's a guitar that I don't have, finally, that I want to buy. <laughs> and it's Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Wow! Don't laugh. <laughs> no, it, it is it yeah, is it Jack it's... White's like home build. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's a German company uh, called Shore Guitars. That's a very that's not the way you say it, I guess. And I think this model. I believe is it's called... pronounced Sturdrenger. Yeah. <laughs> Das ist true. Drange guitars. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the model is called, I think it's called uh, the Owl. And you can actually, I'm not sure if you could do it on both pickups, but uh, with the bridge one, you could uh, you can move it and place it wherever you want to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, is that a modern guitar? Know. Can you Sorry? buy that in 2021? Is that like oh, a yeah. modern instrument? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. To me, it looks very, I don't know, it's a mix of like old and new, like the headstock that looks like the Parker Fly, which True. I'm yeah, not does. a big fan of at all. But there's something about uh, the shape of the body and the colors that you get it in and those pickups. Uh, yeah, I just want one. Um, I think they. it looks like uh, from the clips that I've seen that they sound good as well. Yeah. And 
it's just cool to get something that like if you get a Les Paul, you know that like Billy Gibbons and Slash, everyone has used that guitar so much. It's impossible to make it your own, sort of. Yeah. But I, I guess with this one, it's it's that that is more possible to to create your own sound and like <clears throat> how it looks and everything. So yeah, I really want one actually. Are yeah, these kind guitars of like, expensive yeah. or affordable, or what's the price range on something like that? You know, I'm not too sure. They are hand built in Berlin, so I guess they are quite pricey, actually. Well, how do you spell the brand name? I'm really interested to check these out. So I think I think it's S C H O R R. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Somehow, like, yeah, I'm immediately visualizing, like, if you could motorize that moving pickup and, like, make it move back and forth, that would be, like, but in a live setting, that would be such a cool thing to do. Like, just seeing your pickup move on the guitar <laughs> back and forth, like, add some LEDs on it as well. Something, I don't know. Like, it would be a great show guitar. Yeah, indeed. Damn, they have blue ones. Sorry, you're, you're looking at him right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just had to check the brand out. I'm always really interested. When like uh, I hear about a new German brand, you know, the country where I live, it's kind of it's always really interesting. And yeah, I'll be checking these out afterwards. I think Vlad, we should link all these brands in the description so people can check them out as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess I I've, I've showed this guitar to a couple of people and it seems <gasps> to be it's expensive. A it is. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, you won't, you won't get that guitar for less than three thousand euros. Oh, really? Yeah. If you yeah, want seems... like the sliding pickup and stuff. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be like either you like it a lot or you hate it. Seems to be a very like polarizing guitar, but I like it. Well, you yeah. know, I know your channel very well. I've watched two or three of your videos, I guess, in the last five years, and I know that you like Ooh. to play very <laughs> different instruments. You're, you're not one of these just Les Paul Strat type of guys. You're always playing something unique. You've got a thing for old amps at the moment, different pedals. You do things differently. So that, for me, that would fit you really well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, it. Is it me next? I think it's me yes. next. Uh, number three choice is the... Uh, Ibanez, uh, what's the model number? I just forgot. It's the John Petrucci model that they only had in the 90s for a very limited time. And it has this stupid, crazy Picasso painting finish on them. And it's a collectible item. They haven't produced those in like 20 years at least because it's been with Music Man for at least 20 years now. So, yeah, they don't produce that, but I kind of want to get one. It's like a silly RG shape and completely over the top finish on it. And it has a Floyd Rose that I kind of don't like, but it's, I don't know. It's part of my like childhood looking up to John Petrucci and watching his instructional VHS and stuff like that. And him playing that guitar. Just kind of want to get one of those at some point as well. I'm not sure whether, like, if I had the money, whether I would like chase down one of these first or that Les Paul um, actually maybe this one and cool yeah what color do you prefer of those five uh, yeah I'd probably go for the one that's like second from the left side so this kind of um, blue-ish something like and shades of pink and red and purple <laughs> Yeah, not, not the camel finish ones. I don't like camel finishes. I actually have a friend that used to own the one all the way to the left. Ooh, not sure if he, has, the... he still owns it, but he used to have one. That's the finish I'd go for, the one on the left. What about yeah. you, Eric? Which one would you pick? Yeah, the one to the left. You know, this is a guitar that is not up my alley, but for some reason. I like this one. I remember my friend having the one to the left, and I actually think it's quite cool. So mm -hmm. yeah, I would go for the one to the left. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, Rich? 
did you say the one already? on yeah the one on the left yeah it's um yeah it's a close thing i guess between actually the three from the left to the middle the black and white one is also kind of cool but yeah. i think the one on the left I, it just has slightly more vibrant colors that just sort of attract me more than the one that vlad would choose the one second from the left yeah i'm a modest so, yeah. man i want my guitar to be well that's nowhere close to modest but you know I present to to be one at least. So, yeah. So why is there just a neck and some pickups on the right side there? What? 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> what? For those listening, I made a joke because one of the guitars like colorwise blends into the couch. It's a camel. Uh, like, yeah. Thing, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it's coming. someone always needs to do to make that joke. Yeah. Well done, well done. You get some slow claps from me. Rich, you go that's your yes. third, fourth talking I don't know. Yeah, talking about understated guitars, my fourth pick is kind of a it's two general categories that I really, really want put together. I love offset guitars. I've never owned a good offset guitar, and I love Paisley guitars. And I love pink. And this is pretty much, I don't know, it's against almost everything else that I would ever own pretty much. But this, for those of you who can't see this, is like a bright pink Paisley Jazzmaster. And it's just, I think this is a Fender Custom Shop modern reproduction, but there are 60s originals that are genuine old and beaten up and this just combines everything about the Paisley looks that I would really want to have and an offset. Wow. I don't amazing. really want to say too much more about it. I just, I, if you own that guitar, well, you'd probably be scared to take it out and gig it, but just imagine the feeling of strapping that on and playing. That that would be amazing. Yeah. I wouldn't say no to that guitar either. Very looks, cool. Yeah. It's kind it of a like mood guitar. It's like you wouldn't play it <laughs> every day, but on the days that you played it, it would make you feel like no other guitar to pick that one up, I think. Yeah. Did you say uh, when it's from? Yeah, this one is a more modern custom shop. Um, I think it's a Journeyman Relic, so it's probably only like maximum five years old, this one. Oh, really? You can, you can still buy it. This specific picture I found from an online store. Hmm. And it, yeah, this is not a cheap guitar or anything, but yeah, there are originals too from, I think, the 60s. There are some Japanese ones as well, Paisley ones that you can find, but they're super rare and prices are uh, only going up, you know, so. Does it come with leather boots and a Stetson hat? Yes. Nice. They're actually in the picture, but they're camouflaged, so we just can't see them. <laughs> Good throwback. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, you go next. Um, I think this should be a Gibson custom shop. Am I correct? Is this Ooh, number two, by the way? I think so. Yes. Yeah, there oh. it is. Yeah. Ooh. A 355. Um, yeah. I do have a 335. Uh, I think I talked about that one in a previous episode, actually. It's a special guitar to me because I got it from my dad, but it's not the best sounding guitar that I have. So I've been thinking that I want another one or something close to that, at least. And this one is just so nice, but they are very pricey and hard to find. And yeah, so I shop? don't think, yeah, yeah, indeed. So mm. I don't think it will happen anytime soon, at least, but it's on my list, um, at least for now. <laughs> so is the difference between like three, three, five and this like that weird selector switch thing? And maybe the bridge is slightly different as well, right? What's the difference yeah, you know, I'm not completely sure. 
I'm not sure what the difference is. I don't think the shape is any different. You have the binding, yeah. which I guess you can get on a 335 as well. Uh, but yeah, not too sure actually. And I never tried one either. I've just seen photos and I've always wanted one. Yeah, I wouldn't say no to this one. Nope. Yeah, that is a beautiful guitar. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Okay, Vlad. My number two choice is sticking with the theme of the previous one, actually, because this is also one of the guitars, like, I almost bought one, but then I backed down. It's the Music Man JP16 uh, from, like, early years when John Petrucci joined Music Man. It's a white guitar. I have a thing for white guitars. I don't know why, but it's just fairly simple, incredibly ergonomic to play. And I'm not 100% sure actually whether I would prefer this one over the Ibanez one. I really don't know. This has a, like a more hassle-free bridge and it has a piezo pickup in it as well. So that would be kind of fun. But then the Ibanez one is a more iconic one. Not sure, but <laughs> I don't know. The, I, I don't know why I like really, really like just like white guitars, but that just speaks to me. It's like part of my youth and like just really idolizing that guy and his guitars. And yeah, but like all the have like a sound. massive. Sorry. Yeah. Does it have a massive cutaway there at the top of the body, or is that the light? It has a massive cutaway as well. It's like it's okay. the most ergonomic guitar I've ever played. It's just so, like completely out of the way. Richard, do you think this is too far away from what you usually play? Could you have a guitar like this? I should probably own one guitar in this direction. You know when I play kind of more modern stuff or if I play heavier things or downtune, I pretty much only have my Epiphone Les Paul that I can yeah. use for that. And that works. I mean, a Les Paul will do heavy stuff, but I've been talking to Vlad about that recently as well. I would really like a guitar that can do a wide range of more contemporary sounds and heavier stuff. Yeah. I, about this specific model in this color, it doesn't speak to me that much, but there's a bunch of Petrucci options, right? You can get that yeah. in pretty much any pickup configuration and finish that it's possible to think to to buy. I think so. I could imagine it. I've never even tried one. I, I would try one, but I, if I went into a shop, that's not a guitar I would pick off the wall. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you, Eric? Uh, you know, I think the shape and everything is. Um, it's too far away from what I usually do. I could definitely own one because I know that they sound amazing and that they play insanely good. So I would probably use it for uh, like recording stuff, but I would never film myself holding it. <laughs> <laughs> you have a brand to uphold or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like with with the other Petrucci, I think there's something about those colors. It's so much that it gets cool again, sort of for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is like uh, if yeah, it's too uh, too much of uh, I don't know stuff in the wrong way for me. But I can totally see that it's a very good guitar. It's funny how important the looks and the aesthetics are to us. Like we've basically both just said, we know that that's an amazing guitar in every way, how it sounds, how it plays, how it feels. And Vlad confirmed that. <clears throat> but for us, because we don't really identify with the way it looks, neither of us would would probably have it. It's, it's weird that. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, looks are important, but still. Vlad's the I've winner. Sold the guitars, but I've sold the guitar because I didn't enjoy the looks, even though they played and sounded great. Like, yeah. There's just something about it. Like, I like visually nice things. <laughs> Let's put it that <laughs> way. 
Yeah. And I've sold the guitars because of that. So, what guitar was that? Uh, I need to check my guitar history list and <laughs> see from there because I don't remember. Oh, I think one of those was the uh, LTD EC 1000. It was too heavy metal. Oh, I can imagine that one being yeah pretty bad. Yeah. Rich, you want to go with your last 17 picks? <laughs> uh, I'll go, shall I do all of them now or shall I just do number yeah, five? Yeah, do, do all of them. Okay, we'll start with number five then, which is, um, again, it Whoa. represents a category and a guitar that specifically caught my eye. This is the Walden B1 baritone acoustic. And this is representing the fact that, again, I've talked about it with Vlad recently, but I really would like to get a baritone maybe to cover the heavy music that I've covered before. But this is the first baritone guitar that I actually played. I saw this randomly at the Music Messer show, and I just picked it up. And I think they're tuned to B, these B1 baritones, and it just it sounded fantastic. That was at a period when I was playing more fingerstyle finger acoustic stuff, and it just it sounds so thick and fat, and it, it was a wonderful instrument. And I still would like to own one one day. Um, but as I said, this is kind of me wanting a baritone. In terms of electric baritones that I'm thinking about at the moment, there's a couple of Dan Electros I might consider. Um, maybe an Eastwood. It's hard with baritone guitars because I'm not really a metal-y player. I'm looking for a baritone instrument that I can play the kind of music I would play. And everything that you can buy on the big online stores is pointy and metal-y and has mm. big humbuckers. So it, it's hard to find. But yeah, this is being pictured here because this is one that turned my head at a music show and it's very hard when there's 10,000 guitars in the same room that one instrument turns your head and that's what that one did so one day I will hopefully have one nice okay we'll go quickly through to six and seven for me the bonus picks number six <laughs> was I wanted to pick a more affordable one because I'd gone for really expensive ones and this is an Ibanez Jet King it's a very affordable offset that they made maybe 10 or so years ago i think they only cost about 300 bucks i've never played one but they look really really fun and yeah i want one that, I'm sure uh, seen that guitar. omar played one of those from mars volta didn't he did he mm. well yeah, if he did that's just another reason because i was well i i never really got into mars volta that much but i loved at the drive-in they were one of my main influences growing up and yeah, that's just another reason to go for it because I loved some of the tones that they got on their records. Yeah. yeah. And really nice yeah, thing. I was browsing online last night and I saw number seven again, which is a, a newish guitar, which I really, really want to own as well. And I just thought, yeah, let's whack it on the list because it fits into my kind of theme of wanting blue guitars. It's a, a hollow body. It's Ooh. one of the new Epiphones. It's a casino worn. And P90s, which I love, it's, um, you guys can see how it fits into my visual look <laughs> and aesthetic. It, it would be ideal. There was an olive drab one as well, which is kind of a bit like a, almost like a Chris Cornell guitar. And I think since 2020, Epiphone have really changed. They've made new things. They've innovated. They've been able to go much freer than what Gibson have done. And they've made instruments that they have the classic looks they keep some classic things but they add new stuff to them and that's what this guitar represents for me like a 21st century epiphone and i i've yet to see one in person but when i do my wallet will probably take a hit nice and that's why i couldn't pick five guitars i thought it was necessary to pick seven and there were many more which were close but yeah i like cool. that a lot I'd play that. I, I'd give it a try and like, looks great. Yeah, I think it also indeed. has like the new Epiphone headstock, right? Yeah. That's another reason, right? Obviously. I haven't yeah. seen that new headstock and it's a bit difficult to see on this photo. But I need to check that out. Is it better, the new headstock? Yeah. I mean, especially on the the Les Pauls and the SGs, you notice it a lot more. It's a bit less noticeable on the, the hollow body guitars because they had different headstocks anyway. But yeah, yeah it makes oh, it makes true. a difference. And I'm yeah. amazed that 
Epiphone didn't do that sooner, but there you go. This is part of their new thing. It's great. I really like what Epiphone is doing right now. Cool. Yeah. I approve your choice. Now that not that you needed my approval, but anyway. Is it me next? My number one? It's pick? Eric. It's Eric, that's true. Eric's number one. Oh, no I surprise is there. Nope. So yeah, this is a guitar that I own. Um, this guitar, it's a Thano PX6, by the way. It's a guitar that's been on my channel from the beginning. Uh, I remember I, I had a Gibson Custom Shop 58 reissue Les Paul. Uh, that was good, but I didn't really bond with that guitar. And then there's a local store here in Oslo, and they were selling this one. It's a 2011, I think, uh, model. So this is from when Dennis Fano was building his guitar himself. And I think the owner owner of that store was selling uh, this guitar actually it was not like from the shop it was a private sale actually and i was able to swap in my uh, custom shop for this one and this is when i fell in love with the firebird style pickups from Lawler. they are amazing and yeah that whole guitar is just awesome I don't think I've ever played a better guitar, actually. Yeah. Mm. Look, this is the guitar. Like I remember, like first times I've seen your channel, it's it was this guitar and then the black three three five. Like those are the guitars I remember you playing. Yeah, yeah. I've like, seen your demos at the time, and yeah, yeah. I and like that. A lot. It is extremely versatile. Like when I think mm. of a versatile guitar I think of like a PRS with a bunch of knobs and you can split everything and then it works for many things but this one is just so simple and it works for basically everything so yeah um, I don't use it that often on the channel anymore because I have so many other guitars that I need to use but Poor when you. I yeah <laughs> humble brag <laughs> I know <laughs> sort of continue no worries yeah but when I'm recording guitars and stuff like that I always uh, use that one for some parts at least it's just an amazing guitar and actually I s just sold it to my company from me as a private person so I had to to talk to the owner of that guitar store again to check the price. And it's going up in price, actually, because it was oh. built by Dennis Fano himself. So it was a very good investment as well. So it there's my number one. Amazing. And my number one is... <laughs> Yes, I even loved, like, I was trying to find a photo of my guitar, like, this just took a screenshot from one of my videos because I couldn't find anything else at the moment, because I haven't actually, like, photographed the guitar ever, but it's my self-made telly for many reasons. First of all, it started the whole guitar building thing for me, and then this was the guitar I recorded my first ever song with, this is the guitar that I played at uh, Rocking 1000 as well. Took it with me to Germany when Hughes and Gettner flew a bunch of us there. And yeah. it's just a very simple, solid guitar that I genuinely like to play. And every time I pick it up, I'm like, hey, this guitar sounds good. And yeah, it's an older body. Ro uh, not rosewood, maple neck and a rosewood fingerboard with jumbo frets, which I like a lot. And I've done gone through like several pickup iterations on it, but right now, and I think it will pro those will most likely stay. It has Sheptone Telecaster pickups, and they sound amazing. 
And the only thing that I might modify on it is the bridge. Maybe get something more vintage style, but I'm not sure. Like I'm actually looking at the guitar and it's actually missing a screw from one of the saddles, but somehow it still stays in place. Not sure why, but it... <laughs> and I also don't know where the screw went. So we'll see about that. But yeah, a very solid guitar and it's special in many, many ways. So kind of easy cool. choice, I would say. I did not know that you made that one either. Yeah, that's the one that started with. They usually recommend to start with a telly on those guitar building courses because like body construction wise, it you like literally take a slab of wood and then you just like sand the top, sand the bottom and just cut out the shape and that's, that's your guitar body. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of the reasons they recommend that. Plus you get a very telly. Nice. It's a yeah. very, very versatile instrument. I've recorded a, a, anything from like pop and rock to like actually metal as well with it. And it does all those things really well. Nice. Nice. Again, more egoistic choices because I picked my own guitar. <laughs> Deal with it. And I think that wraps up our guitars, unless Rich has 17 more somewhere in stock. <laughs> no, that was my list. I'm done. Good. Yes, this almost, this almost went according to the rules. Guys, who picked the best list? We like I don't know why we should vote about this, but we should vote about this. Who you related most with? <laughs> Eric, start pointing at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Who, well, let's ask it this way. Whose list you would prefer the most? Like, my LED lights are falling out <laughs> as we speak, by the way. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, one of my LED strips just fell down behind me. So, yeah. Whose list do you prefer? Let us know in the comments. We'll try to put as much links in the description as possible and links to both of these fellas' channels in the description as well. A great way to to support the show is to get the songwriting course. Links to that in the description as well. And like, share, subscribe, YouTube things. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great summer. We shall see you next time. Oh, and we have our signature lame farewell thing. Bye podcast. Bye podcast. Bye podcast. <laughs>